Gabby, are you ready to get in bed with me? I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everyone. Welcome back. I have Gabrielle Alexa with me. She is a non-monogamous and sexuality educator. She's also the author of How to Live Your Life with the Internet and Not Let It Run Your Life. Mm-mm. And No, you added another sentence to that oh, one. Fucking and up. you just practiced it. That's so funny. How to Live with the Internet and Not Let It Run Your Life. I didn't name it because it is long. I acknowledge okay, that. But the book is great. So Thank she's you. the author. <laughs> and she's also director of marketing at Hashtag Open, the dating app. Dating app for non-monogamous couples and solos. Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be in bed with you. Love it. Okay. Let's start with how you realized you were non-monogamous. Um, wow. That one's hard because I feel like uh, it just took so long. Um, I was, I think, actively being non-monogamous without acknowledging to myself that that's what I was doing. And I think that's true for a lot of non-monogamous people. I just spent a week with swingers and let me tell you some of them are like we are monogamish (laughs) and then they're like anyway we've been in a relationship for 15 years it's like that's the relationship anyway Mm -hmm. there's a lot of like you know i think gaslighting when you live in a mononormative culture Mm -hmm. so i think i was like non-monogamous for three or four years without really being like i'm non-monogamous and then right before covid i started dating my girlfriend and i'm I'm going to say that was like, for me, feels like the kickoff point of my like more mature non-monogamy, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Okay. So she kind of educated you into the whole oh, thing. Oh, whoa. No, that's not it no. at all. Okay. Uh, I just, w- so, <laughs> woo, because she had no clue what was going on. Okay. Um, and I'm still like, can you read the ethical slot once, mm-hmm. babe? But she's like, wow. I'm so good at polyamory now. Why would I read anything? <laughs> read the books, people. I know. They make a difference. She was like, oh, I follow all the content creators. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's always sought, like, peer support and stuff like that. So okay. she felt like she was fine. She's not, okay, a, okay, she's okay. not a reader. She's, like, a bite-sized. Okay, that's fine. You know. Um, but I feel, like, mature in that when I met her, that was the first polyamorous partner who I feel, like, really, like, hmm, how do I describe it? Like, actually practiced non-monogamy in a way that aligned with their values. Okay. So then you started educating yourself then. Well, so I was a writer. I was already like amongst non-monogamous people. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like yeah. I'm going. I had already been to hedonism. Wow. Right. We'll talk about that. Soon. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, yeah. Um, from an influencer writer perspective, content creator perspective, mm-hmm. I was already practicing a lot of non-monogamous behaviors, mm-hmm. but I was still like looking for the one. And okay, then okay. I was dating someone before I met my current girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um. But dating my girlfriend, like the depth of our understanding of non-monogamy and the depth of our desire to like pursue a non-monogamous life that is authentic, but mm-hmm. like uh, where we're still really honoring and celebrating our partners and we're not like treating people as disposable. Mm-hmm. Um, that was like, she like helped me to like completely re like visit my initial values with regards to polyamory. And then um, my boyfriend now as well as a relationship coach and i'm like oh my goodness that's great these people are keeping me so abreast of Mm -hmm. like um like relationship research and like attachment theory and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and then i work at a dating app so now i think i'm stuck (laughs) (laughs) you're in it i'm in it yes okay and you are solo poly right so i don't identify as solo polyamory like as solo polyamorous i identify as polyamorous okay um because you do speak a lot about solo polyamory, so I it's, wasn't sure. So here's the thing. The label of solo polyamory, I have only ever, I've never, 
I very rarely meet solo polyamorous, other than like fellow content creators, mm-hmm. who actually are like practicing the values that they claim are aligned with it. And I feel the same okay. about like relationship anarchy. Like in yeah. in theory, it sounds lovely. And then I meet a lot of relationship anarchists and it feels like these labels have become almost like a different badge or community rather than like an actual set of values. So I just say polyamorous. Right. I don't use any adjectives. There's okay. no qualifiers. That's it. You're just poly. <laughs> um, right. But I do think like a lot of the values of solo polyamory and relationship anarchy mm-hmm. certainly apply to me. It's not. And I'm okay. not like yeah. saying you, that that's applicable to all of that group. Mm-hmm. I know there are people who, who are actually like aligned with the values of those labels. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just don't want to get specific. Polyam. Easy. That's fine. And labels should be a guide not restricting by any means so right. if that's what fits you then that's what fits you right it took so long to get polyamory right polyamorous yeah. <laughs> and then now everyone's throwing new vocabulary at me i'm mm-hmm. i'm already here <laughs> okay so what are some resources you could give people that want to learn more about non-monogamy and which style is best for them or how to do it in their best way you know that's so hard there's so many really good resources now mm-hmm. i mean i think a lot of people who want bite-sized information you know the content creators are great i love by gabrielle smith of course we were both on red table talk together um i love marjani lane i love especially you know decolonizing love especially remodel love is also very good i love remodel first of all we've collaborated for work a lot and at this point i'm like that feels like just my work bestie i mean she doesn't work with me but like you know in a freelance capacity we're all like colleagues to some degree honestly exactly she she did some great ad copy like Mm -hmm. she has a very radio personality and she did great ad copy for us and i was like their tweets are like insane i love them i know i know i know yeah so a great suggestion (laughs) to add to the list so i feel like people love those bite-sized uh content Mm -hmm. repositories and i totally get it i'm a book person i just finished reading um Public Vows. I keep thinking Purity Vows. I don't know why. Public Vows, A History of Marriage in the Nation. And that's a great book to just help you Mm. understand that marriage was meant to be oppressive. It was originally compared to slavery, which obviously in scope it differs and Mm -hmm. in the group it differs and stuff. But I think the way that like the framers of the Constitution looked at marriage, they were like, okay, so men govern women through marriage and then white people govern black people through slavery and they saw them as like almost comparable systems in Mm -hmm. that way wow and so i'm a real i'm into the academia and then i like screenshot my favorite parts and i send it to my girlfriend she's like oh my god thank you for the bite-sized info and she's in law school she is actually taking a course on that this semester so now she's like oh my god that book you told me about coming in handy no way i love it i'm a book i'm a book person as well i mm. love reading we have a book club too so we Ooh. do it all yeah i love books and i i love going back to like original studies especially mm-hmm. when it comes to like sexuality people are reading the trending whatever mm. right the which cosmos, is fine which is fine but that's like two years after the research sometimes yeah, yeah, yeah. even more so i like to be at the cutting edge like my like my guilty pleasure is match comes out with the stupid uh singles in america study every year Mm -hmm. you would think it's the apple event or like i'm trying to think or like the finals of like the nba finals i'm like ready i'm like what what are the snacks ready yeah that's great yeah Yeah, i actually want to subscribe to like 
the journal of sex and relationships or whatever it's so the fuck expensive. it is yeah. <laughs> sponsor me <laughs> no, you know i what? honestly i post on twitter or yeah. like instagram and mm-hmm. someone who is maybe affiliated with the college mm-hmm. or organization mm-hmm. often sends me a free one. Oh, that's great mm-hmm. uh, i want one too thank you very much <laughs> So what is your current relationship structure? You mentioned a girlfriend and a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Is that it for partners? Or are you, do you have other partners? That's it for partners. Um, I took a lot of time off from dating this year. I was dating someone earlier in the year. And it was a relationship that did not work out. But it certainly, mm-hmm. like all like relationships that are coming to an end, no matter how serious, it like caused me to revisit a lot of things. And I needed to process that and take my time. That's great. And- all those things, but I am still having fun. Like I just mm. went to a swingers treat, okay. so it's like yeah, <laughs> I'm doing fun stuff. And are you now dating or just like having fun sometimes? Um, you know, I have been trying to ask myself the same question. I have no <laughs> idea. Um, that's fine. No labels. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like at first I was like, uh, maybe I want to date, and then I was like, no, I mm. don't. And then it fluctuates. I'm still mm. coming out of something. I guess people will mess you up. That's what they don't tell you about polyamory. They're like, you're like, oh, more love, more breakups, more of them. Okay, that is true. That is true. I actually want to ask you a few polyamory or non-monogamy issues that we come across. I would love to. So what are your thoughts on veto power? I, okay. (laughs) Let's (laughs) get ready. I hate veto power so much. That's what, okay. So let me tell you about the breakup. The not breakup, because we weren't in a relationship. So they're like, oh, it's not a breakup. I'm like, Mm -hmm. it's not a breakup because we're no longer going to talk to each other. And yeah, you still have to grieve it. You still lost the person. If I have to grieve it, it's a breakup. And so I got broken up with because I was I was like dating the woman of a husband and wife. Mm -hmm. And then I got introduced to the husband. He was actually pretty cool. I was like, no way. Because sometimes you meet the husband. It's like, oh, my God, this is the worst man I've ever met. And now I look at you differently. Great man. Um, But then uh, my girlfriend also was introduced and now we're all into each other no way well i'm not really i'm more like oh the man's like my bestie but like bestie who's hot is enough for me you feel mm-hmm. me yeah so um then when my girlfriend and her husband started getting cool she mm-hmm. vetoed it but didn't want to call it a veto she's like we're relationship anarchists but she's vetoing it and i'm like that's a veto just because you say it's not a veto and she's like okay but if i didn't say anything he wouldn't have cut it off and we we cannot do this right now i'm like yes that is what that's literally the definition of a veto i don't know how other you could describe it that's a veto anyway so we stopped talking because that was and i was just like veto power is so it's hard because you have to convince the person that that's what they're doing or that it's wrong everyone's like i'm allowed to set boundaries and it's Mm -hmm. like yeah for sure you are allowed to set boundaries but you're setting a boundary for someone else, else and it's highlighting Number one, like maybe he can't communicate and that's fine. But either way, then we're going to look at that sideways because mm-hmm. if he can't communicate, why are we all for trying to even do anything? Um, not that we were even trying for a quad. I don't I don't want a quad. I was just like, if people organically get along, then we get along. No problem. And I think that that translated for them as like, oh, so if we get jealous or scared or insecure, we can make it a quad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like that feeling that I was being robbed of my agency. Like they had just decided, oh, we're a quad now or we're gonna date all together. Mm-hmm. And then we were now only talking in the group chat. And then I was like, oh, hey, can we just like talk one-on-one? And she's like, no more like uh, solo. Side conversations? Po- mm-hmm. And I flipped and, yeah. I, and I flipped. I was like, no more, like, I just wanted to have a conversation. Like mm-hmm. if you 
have if you are interested or whatever you could tell me but like at least can we have the side mm-hmm. conversation why am i being so we had this facetime i'm like please not me getting broken up with with my partner on facetime and then she's like well it's not really a breakup <sighs> anyways i haven't dated since that and that's how i feel about veto power don't do it it's mean the wound is still fresh everyone. it's not even that new it's not even that fresh but it just you know it i don't want to have a chip on my shoulder when it comes yeah. to couples and mm-hmm. i still feel that like that like distrust yeah. um so i'm like you know let me not date until i can be more yeah. open-hearted <laughs> i do want to say that veto power works for some couples but overall it's a pretty hated thing in the non-monogamous community uh i want to ask you though about schedule nightmares when you're non-monogamous and okay. how to navigate it because like it's like a joke in the community that you know scheduling is like the hardest part of being non-monogamous so do you still have issues with that or not really um certainly a lot better i think when you first when you're coming from monogamy you're used to like a rigid ownership honestly of your partner's schedule and i don't think people who are monogamous recognize it as that but like you know that person's schedule if you're like really paying attention you know that person's like every days and in that you're entitled to all of their free time as well basically yeah that's how i used to feel when i was monogamous like i relate to that yeah and you, but you also have they have to like justify their free time now like oh yeah, yeah. like okay so you're hanging out with bobby on monday you're free the rest of the week. Like, when are, what's, what are you doing then? You know, and it's just like, there's just no entitlement in the compulsory monogamy structure that when you first open a relationship, you're learning how to let go a little, how to release and still feel at ease. Um, and I feel like, you know, after a while of that, I got used to the understanding and my partners got used to. Um, of course, my boyfriend already came with that understanding. Um, but like it was really silly thing, really silly scheduling issues. Like we were throwing, me and my metamor were throwing my girlfriend a party, and she was just like really smart and like figuring things out. So to throw her off, I was like, oh, I'm going to my boyfriend's place to sleep over, or no, I was like, oh, I'm going to my boyfriend's place, and she's like, oh, aren't you going the day after, which was the actual day I was going to mm-hmm. see him? And I was like, oh yeah, I guess I'll just sleep over, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh you've never slept over before that's a huge step that you're taking and you didn't even tell me i was like oh what yeah we were fighting all week she yeah. walked into her surprise party and i was like can we go to the bathroom and talk now yeah. <laughs> i was like hey girl so now that we're here and you know the truth i did not sleep over i just wanted to surprise you and i needed like a plan so it's and like i had texted him and i was like hey like if anyone asks we're hanging out and I'm sleeping over for the first time. And he laughed at me. He was like, that's your problem right now? That's so funny. I remember a reel that you posted that uh, non-monogamy is fun until two of your partners, or you're going through a breakup and your partner's also going through a breakup. That's because we got like, broken up with yeah, together yeah. on FaceTime. <laughs> Same <laughs> situation as what you were mentioning before. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. That's so terrible. But yeah, that's the thing. More love, but more breakups. You're totally right. Mm-hmm. I think the first time, like my, I was like falling in love with someone and grieving someone. I was like, this kind of sucks. Hold on, mm-hmm. <laughs> how am I happy and sad at the same time? And I, I'm not used to holding those two things. You know, when you're sad and you're monogamous, you get to just be like sad. sad. <laughs> yeah, but now I'm like, wow, I just had like one of the most beautiful mm-hmm. dates of my life, reached a new height in one relationship. 
also going through a breakup and it's how does how do those two things exist right and that it's okay to feel those two emotions at the same time too and that's such a dichotomy like we're not used to that i mean i love that about polyamory i love all the dichotomies Mm -hmm. of polyamory something that i'm playing around with right now and i was wearing it before but i took it off Mm. um i'm my polycule and i are launching merch called metamorph culture yes okay how did you find out you were bi? Uh, I should have always known. It was pretty apparent. The signs I think were all there. Of, I think all of my friends knew. Like, you know when you have a coming out and everyone's like, yeah, we <laughs> figured. Yeah. Um, that was it, really. Uh, it was more like the only person, people I really had to come out to were like my parents. And my mom was just in disbelief because she's such, she's so into, she loves gender, okay? She's like, gender queen. She's like, <laughs> loves her like makeup and her face creams yeah. and loves having a daughter that she could like put barrettes in okay, and okay, do okay. the hair up. Mm-hmm. And so like the end of that story is like a husband and she was always very like judgmental of the guys that I dated. Like she did not. On the low, she was like, do not date for love. Date for money and looks. But she didn't frame it like that. Mm -hmm. Like, she was like... No, because that's unladylike. Right. (laughs) So she just didn't like any of my broke boyfriends. You know what? Touche. And she didn't like, like, the shorter ones. It's like, even one who's, like, has it together, she'd be like, he's, like, a centimeter shorter than you. Oh, my God. Girl, you love gender so much. Anyway. Mm -hmm. um, So I think, like, it was hard for her to adjust. I think she just hated any... Especially because you're, because I'm bi, right? Mm-hmm. So it's almost like you could pick. Just mm-hmm. go with the men that you like. Just don't mm-hmm. follow any female crushes. You're good. No. Hey, wait. So your and your mom knows your boyfriend as well, or not? Not yet. I mean, she's met him. She doesn't know he's okay. my boyfriend. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> That's the limit. The limit does exist. So first of all, I thought I had come out to my dad, right? Like I was. Always- what do you mean you thought? I was always talking to him about my drama and like about like the history of bisexuality. Like mm-hmm. I'd go academic and then my book came out and I came home and my mom was like, dad said you never told him you were bi. And I was like, then what did he think I was talking about <laughs> all those times, literally? <laughs> and then so I just came up and I was like, dad, you didn't know? I thought we talked about it. And he's like, no. And I was like, oh. That's such a bad thing to say, honestly. <laughs> okay, um, what are some things that affirm your bisexuality or that make you feel extremely bisexual? You do have a boyfriend and a girlfriend, so that's very extremely the epitome of bisexual bisexuality. But still, I feel bad. Well, when I was only making bisexual content, so many people really want to distinguish bisexuality from non-monogamy, and of course, they're like very distinct things. But there is a lot of overlap, and it feels like you you almost have to be like shy about the overlap. Like you know, there is a little bit, mm-hmm. but it it is incredibly bisexual to have literally a boyfriend and a girlfriend. Because if you just had a girlfriend, that'd be gay. And if you have a boyfriend, that's a straight passing relationship. So it's like it's so hard to look bisexual. What how has been your experience, if any, with lesbian women? Because I'm terrified of lesbians. I'm not terrified of them. I am. They're fun and cool. Lesbians are really mean to me on the internet, but they love me in real life. <laughs> I've been subjected to mean lesbians in real life, so oh, I'm no. sick. I'm scared. I do feel like a lot of lesbians are skeptical of bi girls, and they have their stereotypes. And so sometimes it's a lot of education, and sometimes I don't even bother. I went on a date with someone, and I had just written for Playboy about... Um, 
I think R. Kelly, but I had mentioned bisexuality and how like the there are higher rates of sexual violence um, against bi femmes and bi women and and <laughs> the lesbian I was on a date with was like, I don't think that's true. Like just has this assumption of, and I don't think it's valuable to separate like how many people are sexually assaulted, but it is important to look at how like that additional layer of hypersexualization on bi people mm-hmm. contributes to that and. I, I don't think I can date someone who's not willing to at least be like, yeah, that happens. Like, mm-hmm. what in the gaslighting? Or if you don't know the research, then shut the fuck up. Like, if you're not completely sure if that's a fact or not, then don't that's say it's not. That's fucking true. <laughs> that's fucking true. People are really confident. Yeah. I mean... But Google, it's like, oh, is that true? Let me... Can we Google it real quick? Let's look it up. Mm-hmm. We're like, hey, can you send me that article? But don't be a fucking dick. Well, I mean, I wrote it in Playboy. It's They yeah. have this, the links. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's not like she could have done her research but i think there is um it's difficult when you are used to picturing bi women as halfway between straights you're like oh so they have like half the straight privilege or whatever yeah um i think it's jarring to realize that there is an additional layer of oppression Mm -hmm. that exists there which is biphobia Mm -hmm. just like lesbians have their own special oppression lesbophobia and that therefore like that iteration of homophobia just takes a different form and like a lot of them are not willing to like re-examine and be like oopsie okay like there's a few things i need to reconsider when it comes to bi women and often it is a projection of like trauma and like bi- like learned biphobia mm-hmm. but i Just think like we all i mean i still have probably some internalized biphobia like absolutely yeah so i mean it caused me to be like to really appreciate hanging out with other bi people um and to like always vet anyone that I hang out with for like their politics and their values and like mm-hmm. are they going to see me as a person who isn't like I found a reddit thread where they were saying that I probably have a husband a husband I probably have a husband and two kids wait and talking about you about me I'm never gonna let this reddit thread go because it was so like offensive anyway I was like married at the time I was like I never want to get married now I would get married for the benefits but obviously I think love is greater than the marriage institution yeah, um, I don't believe in marriage, so. But I wanted to think It's like, marriage. what if I'm in the hospital and nobody can visit no, me? If they're, like, right? legal, financial, and, like, tax benefits or whatever, I, I'll sign the paper, but I don't believe right. in the institution right. of marriage. Right, right, right. You know? right, right. So the Reddit thread was, like, the cherry on the top. I was like, oh, now I have a picket fence. Mind you, I was like, I'm living with my parents right now. Not right now, mm-hmm. at the time that this was happening. And I just could not believe. And I think at the time... I thought, well, I'm single, and so I need to get a girlfriend, and then they'll believe me. Or like, first I was like, I have to fuck a girl. Then I was mm-hmm. like, I have to kiss, I have to kiss, fuck, and mm-hmm. all these. Like, I went through every step, and then I was like, there's n- no final resting place. No, they're also just pushing you on the relationship. Just escalator, don't right? engage. I mean, and honestly, if you have haters, you've made it. I feel like s- people are like, oh, you must get like so many hate- hateful messages. I'm like, I don't like. I haven't made it yet. I don't have haters so far. Listen, the, <laughs> the haters start really early, so don't worry. They, and also, it's that the haters don't make themselves known all the time. Like, they just mm-hmm. hate from afar because it's mm-hmm. easier. It's, like, funny in their in-group, mm-hmm. which is 
my experience with the troll farms. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't find the Reddit thread because they were talking to me. Yeah. It was like someone else found it. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. They- okay, let's quickly chat about the swinger sickover because okay. now I'm like obsessed with the swinger culture now that I was in Hito. Uh, I'm like, obsessed too. And so I've been to Hito first on yeah. an influencer trip. First but of- not by week, obviously, because it's, by it's week. just so different. So yeah. I'm there and I'm like, oh, swingers. Okay, and then halfway in, it's just like hot. It looked like people who do OnlyFans maybe or like but like very hot and white and I was so perplexed because they did not want to talk to me which is fun because they're like it's like very Euro white and I don't I already know I don't wait that's so interesting I already know I'm not hitting it with that group so I like wouldn't have even thought to try Mm -hmm. um so I was like oh well I guess my trip's over okay so you just came back from Miami oh so it was a takeover this is yeah so this that was Hito. This, that was Hito. Those, but that was my first one. I thought that yeah. was important. How um, long was the takeover? It's everyone arrives like Wednesday. The takeover officially, well, not everyone, but the early birds arrive Wednesday. Takeover starts Thursday and it's mm-hmm. in, you leave Monday morning. Perfect. Five days. Yeah. Um, days. And so it's interesting because the cultural difference is for swingers, they're very much like, oh, we're taking off our masks and mm-hmm. we're like coming and doing this like side right. thing. And yeah. there's a lot of anonymity and privacy that is associated with that. Um, but also, like, because it's a lot of, it's almost all couples, mm-hmm. there's very much this atmosphere of, like, we're all risking the same. Like, we're risking, quote, unquote, and, like, you know, the relationship escalator, they're risking their marriage by opening it, I guess. So, like, the fact that they do that with other couples who are also risking it is what provides the safety versus they're a little bit, I think, skeptical of polyamorous because they're, like, you don't you're not yeah. risking the same thing i think yeah I, but some of them are falling they just don't call it that you you're a hundred percent right i met i'm gonna say at least four or five straight up polyamorous people who don't ideas polyamorous and i was like okay go off like someone in a quad there was like this older couple Literally. that they like they just call these people their friends like they're yeah. friends that they hang out with all the time and talk through their problems and say they that they love them mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and but they're but, just not using but the language. Just swingers, yeah, it's. I think swinger is also such a broad term now because. Well, now they're calling. They're like calling yeah. the new thing a swally. And that's a new one. And they're me. really judgment. Oh my god! So there's a stigma of like swingers moving into polyamory, but certainly there's a lot of them that are that develop such a secure attachment and yeah. are looking around and at the logistics of their swinging mm-hmm. and are like, okay, like let's just. call a spade a spade Mm -hmm. um and we also i mean i work at a dating app we have a lot of swingers who work at our app or with our app and i think for them talking to the other polyamorous people they're like we can't even talk about some of these things because Mm -hmm. like getting jealous of other partners that that they played with is not their only jealousy experience is supposed to be with their primary their, their marriage right so now they're having these like jealousy feelings and they don't want to hurt the partner or to come across as like dramatic to that other couple but they're having an experience that I think polyamorists have all the time and they're just like oh I'm feeling jealous about mm-hmm. this other person because we don't have the additional meaning of like I have to only care about one person so it's just interesting to see the cultural differences I was talking to this um couple this much older couple but they were from brooklyn and they're like like old school brooklyn jewish and i was like okay finally some brooklyn out here let's go <laughs> and then they were telling me that they had just gotten out of a relationship they got ghosted after 15 years because it's just swinging so it's no big deal right i literally was like 
oh my god guys moment of silence That's 15 years 15 year relationship not a relationship though but relationship. i feel like it should be illegal to ghost after a certain amount of time like it's just not okay it's so hurtful for sure i mean but i get it like right because you're thinking oh we're swingers it's not that serious yeah. we're swingers and like it's not like they're even if we have emotions here it's not like an emotional thing right it's not love it's, for sure oh, that sounds so heartbreaking and I wish that there was more room in like the swinger lifestyle to be like, okay, we can f- be flexible if some of us mm-hmm. end up more polyamorous. That's like a journey that's probably going to happen. Mm-hmm. But how was the the takeover? Did you see any men playing together? Did you could only play with the wives and the husbands? Like, what happened? So it was a scoop. There was definitely no men playing with each other. I wish i wish and i know there's so many people now in the in the lifestyle that are like i wish more men would mm-hmm. feel comfortable and would they play. do it in private because they do do it but the, it's in private i agree i've heard some stories they're mm-hmm. like they'll be like yeah i let the guy suck my dick but i don't look down mm-hmm. that is he still sucked your dick babes or like um i interviewed dr elizabeth chef which i mean her research on non-monogamy has been so influential but she was telling a story about like sometimes guys will like they will, they'll want to do like dp and like eiffel tower all those mm-hmm. things but they don't want their balls to touch somebody else's balls they will saran wrap the balls oof i know talk about toxic masculinity i agree just let it touch a little but whatever so you know that at this it was not that i can't there's no bisexuality outside of mm-hmm. the women um, I mean, it was a beautiful resort. You walk in, and I had done graphics for my job, and they were on the floor. And I, so I walked in, and I was like, oh, it's like I did billboards. Aww. We were working on that and, like, doing the testing, and I was trying to, like, sneak time to also connect with people. But because it's such a trip, it feels like there's, like, a friendship component for a lot of them mm. where they're, like, it's, like, coming back to school or coming yeah. back to the dorms after a summer away. Yeah, they call it going home, Aikido. It's like, oh, we're going home because mm-hmm. they – it's only the only place they can be themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's like a warm up period, mm-hmm. and I and then the last night you're like, well, this is the last night, so I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm going home with something. So it was like the last night I've been flirting with this couple pretty regularly, and I was just like, if this was New York, someone would have already asked me, but I'm yeah. just gonna be I'm just gonna be the New Yorker who mm-hmm. goes up. Mm-hmm. It was so hard as a solo that like my coworker and I were like, let's just platonic couple it out. <laughs> But like um, we went back to the room. Um, my coworker's a little bit more into like kink and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So then she went with like the husband who is also into that, and mm-hmm. I went with the wife. I love a good motor bunny, and I love to sit and like have someone else uh, control it. Mm-hmm. Especially because I'm pussy. Like I was putting it on such a low setting because I was like, no, I'm gonna come too quick. And then she put it up really high, and I was like, I just didn't believe in myself. Yeah. <laughs> um. So you know, she believed in you. She believed in me. Oh my god, she had a really good. They're big on like the sex furniture and the mm-hmm. sex like um, the blankets. Yeah, they love like the big ones, the big toys too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, so we we scissored on the liberator furniture, and I do have scoliosis, and I was like, wow, the back support is actually pretty great. Uh, I honestly like. I'm not like. I do not idea as a squirter. Squirter feels like you know how to do that consistently every single mm-hmm. time. Yeah, you can control it. Right. Basically. Squirting happens like it's like a ghost that just shows up every now and then. Um, some of the more notable times, though, have been like penetrative sex. So like very often with like cishet men at like more the like start of my sexual journey. But like it's not really something that's happened recently. I just thought I was like, 
I don't drink that much water. Like, maybe it's, like, my own thing. Whatever. Yeah. This girl made me squirt. I literally sat up and was, like, she was a very, like, moist person herself, right? Mm. Like, and I feel like people who squirt just think everyone should squirt. You get a squirt. Mm. So she's just, like, doing what I guess she would do to herself Mm. on me. And I sat up, and she was, like, she had just joined the lifestyle, like, that year, this year. Wow. And, or, like, the year before. Mm. And like has been married since like college or high school and i've been non-monogamous for a little bit i just thought and i've been at sex club i just thought i knew my own body when i squirted i stood up like how has this lady who has provided fucking almond butter packets and like applesauce (laughs) just making me squirt like that no way was it a lot um it was a lot i literally have never done that like that like, was it like porn squirt it was like porn squirt it was like i couldn't believe it no i like whoa and again like with like a penis and like it's never yeah. been like that did it come with an orgasm or was it uncomfortable was it before how was it it was like i'm gonna say like after like okay, i had already okay. came and i thought like oh, and then I'm you good. Like, <laughs> right and i so it was very so i was like what's happening right now yeah um that's great but she had already like squirted and she was just in general like a very leaky person mm-hmm. you have to see if you can replicate now we can do oh yourself. that's yeah i have no idea i and we all made jokes after, like, ha-ha, how would like, I do that again? Shit. And yeah. I was like, no, like, what were you doing? Yeah. I'm like, this is a real question. <laughs> you have to pester her in the group chat. Be like, hey, I need steps by step. Like, I come mean, on. she she just sent me a picture of her at Halloween with her child. She is not in the same <laughs> desperate state that I am. Um, but my one of my theories about it is they did have that blanket. And there's a peace of mind mm-hmm. that comes with, like, I feel like you almost don't recognize how much you're, like, holding back no i love me a sex blanket not only for squirters but like you get you can get messy with the lube yeah like if you're pegging someone it's like no one fucking cares the sweat because some people are fucking sweaty some people are sweaty yeah and i don't mind but like no i don't mind either but like it just eases your mind yeah i love um squirtopia they have i've tried a few brands and that's my favorite so far i have like the the just the tarp and i thought who needs the actual like blanket? Yeah, I have like it's that. Comfy. It's comfy. But no, I think there's a something worth it. Yeah. And getting the blanket, I also think the tarp is really like slippery, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the blankets come with that like soft velvet top. So like I just feel like the peace of mind that it provided, I and mean, she was very like willing to like pull my like body up. Sometimes people are so committed to like missionary mm-hmm. and like or or like just the porn. Yeah. What of was events. the position? I'm a- Okay. Show us. So like I'm just gonna I thought I was gonna lay down, but then yeah. she like pulled my body yeah. up with was, like, like a holding with a pillow. Oh, you were just holding yourself. No, she was, oh, holding. She was holding. Yeah. And then she was like doing fingers, but like alternating with that rose vibrator. Yeah. Okay. And I don't have the rose vibrator. I have too many vibrators. So when yeah. the rose started being popular, I just yeah. thought like, oh, it's at the bot it's farm the toys. Yeah. But she's like alternating between that and then yeah. and then just I squirt everywhere and I'm like I get up and I'm like <laughs> And my coworker's like over there fucking. Yeah. And I'm just like, okay, I need someone. Who saw that? Like, <laughs> I need somebody to come over here. Yeah. Um, I'm still processing it. And then I came home and my girlfriend had done this like welcome home with like flowers oh, so nice. and like my favorite cookies mm-hmm. and like two joints. And um and then I'm like crying and I'm like, and I squirted. And she's like proud of me. This is love. That is Honestly, I was talking about this the other day recording an episode and like she mentioned so many wholesome 
moments in mm-hmm. non-monogamy at sex parties like mm-hmm. it can be so wholesome it's mm-hmm. not just sex it's not just rough it's not just dangerous spooky toys it can be so fucking fulfilling and wholesome it's it's that people think sex is inherently not wholesome mm-hmm. but sex is one way that people connect i mean that's mm-hmm. why we have this internet conversation around like do we need sex scenes in movies it's like we don't need them but like they added dimension to people's lives. And so like part of polyamory and like metamorph culture and all these things, it's like polyamory adds a dimension, like the sex and the sex parties. Sure, like that adds a dimension, but like also just like the romantic and emotional and friendship bonds Mm -hmm. are there. And we carry those with us into the sex spaces. Mm -hmm. And that's what makes makes the sex even better. Yeah, and like what a goal that your partner can celebrate you achieving like a sexual goal or something yeah well with someone else and like they celebrate that with you instead of like oh how come i wasn't the one to make your sweat or how come you know whatever whatever the fuck it was but like it has come back around a bit Mm -hmm. like uh i went to a party both of my partners are at the party but i go to i fuck someone else and then i just was not used to her body and like I feel like a second time I would have been, I would have been like, bah, bah, bah. Mm-hmm. but like, there was just a lot of things about her. I like, you know, I had, mm-hmm. or, or rather them. It's or, a new body, period. It was a new body, yeah. but like, you know, it was like very outside of my current like wheel of expertise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like learning new stuff. I'm, doing, I'm like, but I'm like second time I was about to blow this person's mind. <laughs> um, so I go up and in a moment of vulnerability, my girlfriend is like, well, how was that? And I'm like, I don't know if I did that. It's like my girlfriend and my boyfriend's bestie. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't know how good I was or whatever. And they're like, what the fuck? Shut up. We walked down there and you were killing it. And then mm-hmm. the person I fucked comes up behind me and they're like, yo, come over here. You want to believe what this? And they're like, I was like, I thought Aww. I was being honest. And they just like bullied me into believing in myself. <laughs> see that's so wholesome yeah 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 i was like guys whoa i thought i was being honest now the person i fucked is like do you want a hug i'm like no now i'm embarrassed (laughs) i love it Mm -hmm. that's polyamory i know this is a really hard and lengthful topic but how do you like to be ethically hunted by a couple so number one if i'm at a place where unicorn is hunting is already happening totally different like that's the one place where you are so that's where i want a couple to really show mm-hmm. up and like that's where i want them to hunt like they normally want to right what if would a, they say how would they come up to you what would you like them to do well because you know how we were talking that swingers have very often have like opt out consent yeah. which is not how a lot of polyamorists in new york are they're very like opt-in and mm-hmm. expansive consent is really meant to be that but since we're already like you're already touching my butt we're like kissing when we see each Basically, other like yeah i don't know quite like how just just be like do you want to come back to my room like mm-hmm. you could say it at that point you're already there but i think for them since they're already so touchy they aren't necessarily recognizing that so mm-hmm. like that's why the last night of the swearish retreat i was like do you want to go back to your room or no where are mm-hmm. you sleeping right now because <laughs> like let's fucking go outside of that it has to be my idea like i don't yeah. want to be ethically hunted outside i want to do the hunting i'm okay. gonna be like you're a couple and come here mm-hmm. um and i like 
the like feeling of like agency and freedom mm-hmm. and like I don't want to feel like a couple is trying to claim me. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I feel for everyone watching and listening, if you are a unicorn and, and you want to be because you have to want to be think about how you would like this to happen if you want it to happen and if you're a couple ask the unicorn how they would like to be hunted or you know approached i mean uh, yeah because everyone likes it differently just just ask literally because it, it's such a touchy subject i mean i'm using unicorn almost like ironically i don't think i self idea i'm not yeah, walking yeah, around yeah. like i'm a unicorn, I'm a unicorn. <laughs> I just I want to feel very much like I have agency and couples are so used to like treating someone like a toy that they just pick up on field or Tinder and then they just kick out after Mm -hmm. um, that, you know, there's a lot of nuances to how I navigate that. I like it when I'm speaking to the woman and it's like her idea. It's not just like the man's idea Like Mm -hmm. he wants a threesome. She's just like. She just agreed. Like, that she was, needs to yeah. want it. She needs to fucking want it. And I'm like, okay, great. But if I'm just texting with the guy, or and it's like, okay, no, this feels weird. That was definitely my my initial feeling. Because you run into so many couples where you, like, talk to the girl in the bathroom. And you're like, oh, my God, are you being kidnapped? Like, what? how are we? <laughs> what's going on? Are you okay? <laughs> um, but I have met, now that I've met more couples that are actually like healthily mm-hmm. and holistically practicing non-monogamy, I do realize that like, especially if you are really tied to like couple dumb mm-hmm. and couple privilege in a like neutral sense, you're like one partner is the person who does the communicating and the like the kind of the admin labor of the dating and the fucking and like then the other person does the grocery list. I don't know, but like. I get more used to talking to them and I look at, at other things for the red flags. Mm. Like I fucked this firefighter couple. It was like a firefighter guy ripped and like the firefighter guy is the one doing the talking. And I was like, this guy. And then his bad bitch fucking wife pulls up and I'm like, oh no, she's fully in control. She's just does not want to do the texting. She doesn't want to text. She doesn't want to come get me. New fantasy unlocked. I'm, I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I you're living out everyone else's <laughs> dreams. <man. laughs> no, for sure. For sure. She's I'm like, having a I great know. time. <laughs> I had to really like sit with myself this week mm. and be like, I have a job where I get to go to free swingers takeovers. And I was literally on the on day two being like, mm-hmm. nobody wants to fuck us. Wah. And it's like, <laughs> It's like, what am I really complaining about? People we have want... amazing lives, honestly. Come on. I was complaining that I had to be more, like, aggressive and, yeah. and going after. And I wanted a couple to, like, sweep me off my feet. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, there were couples getting swept off their feet. And that's why they weren't coming at me, because they were busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are good problems to have. Any kinks you've recently discovered you're into? I'm really into electric play now. Um, and fire play. They're just both... Okay, so I looked up the wand that I like, and it's like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And investing a hundred dollars in something that's just for like, not even just sexual pleasure, but like a kink is like a hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But that's where I'm at. I really like the like. I love sensation play. Mm-hmm. Um, but in New York, you like go outside and you breathe, and it, that's like a two hundred dollar bill. You're correct. So for your sex life, it might you're, be worth it. You're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so like, uh, but also. If you're a brand, just give her the fucking toy. I, that's it. what I'd be saying. I just like want so few things at this point. <laughs> just 
an electric play thing, and you'll see me talk about it every day. Yeah. An but electric play thing, and I want obviously a motor bunny or a Sibian or something. Like I'll sit on. Would it you have a Sibian? They're so big. I'd be like, it's just there. Like, they're so. I've, I've maybe because I've never used one, so I don't know the power that they hold. So maybe that's why I don't feel the need to have one. I think so. Obviously, they're still just a vibrating object right right but some of the fun of them i think is the is the social aspect the like thing. someone yeah, yeah, else yeah, being yeah, able to true. control it especially like, if you're an exhibitionist like that's the dream i don't i see as an exhibitionist but i do like being watched if i'm on a sibian that's the one but i feel like an exhibitionist likes it generally okay but like for me i'm like this is the one kind of thing where i'm like no this is where i would love to be watched um Quickly, what are some things you're trying to prioritize in your life right now? Um, metamorph culture. Again, I love, I just love the like hostility, like that I was learned being like unlearned. I remember like uh, back in high school, me and this girl were like fighting over the sky, you know, and then he had lied to both of us. So we got all our facts together. Mm-hmm. And for like two days, that was my bestie. And then you know, you just go, oh, well, now one of us is going to pick this guy, obviously. And, like, it just, like, evaporates. And I feel like, like, I remember feeling very warm feelings towards her as we were, like, sharing our information mm-hmm. and coming together. And I feel like having metamors and being a polyamorist is, like, that experience minus someone having to betray me first mm-hmm. to create the safety with that other person. I love that. Okay. Um where can people find you? You can find me at Gab Alexa on every platform. You can also find me at hashtag open because I'm the director of marketing over there. And so that's that's me too. Um, and my book is <laughs> at places. For a bit, it was at Urban Outfitters, but I think they are sold out. So get it where you get it. Perfect. Okay. Last questions I ask everyone. What are some things you wish more people knew about you hmm i'm so honest it's hard to think i like have no filter and i share too much um i wish more people understood like on a like on a deep level of understanding like how much polyamory has improved my life and my sense of self okay what is something you wish people did more did more like how in general, sexually or normally, like, read more or have I wish, more sex or whatever it is. Well, I wish more people were in sex-positive spaces. I don't think they have to have sex, but I think... Be involved. It, to be in... Yeah. The fact that I go to play spaces and kink spaces is, like, a benefit to my life and teaches me so much. Mm-hmm. Even if I go and nobody plays with me. Yeah. And obviously, there's they're not, like, legal spaces and which is hard and sad like we've seen so many places get you know accused of like trafficking or something and it's just like for the consensual activities that are happening there um if there was greater legality and like more opportunity and access um that there there would just be so much more because you know now with my job we're working pretty intimately with a lot of you know intentional communities and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um and we're working on consent and like we're seeing so many people have these beautiful experiences, but they're like secrets, you know? Mm. It's like there's this behind the curtain vibe and it's some of the most radical work that I've done in my life, but um, yeah, I wish it was public. What is something you wish people did less? So 
these are both about men, but two things. Number one, now that I've I am non-monogamous, like a monogamous man hitting me on me on the street, like they don't understand we speak two different languages. So they're like, hey, like, I got money. You have never made it more clear that, like, for you, relationships are about buying women than when you flirt with me that way. That's so strange. Um, so you wish they would not flirt with you at all or that they flaunt their money less or <laughs> all of the above? I mean, I, of course, I wish I got catcalled less and stuff. But it's also just, like, even when I'm, like, at a party and someone mm -hmm. I'm organically flirting with, I'm mm -hmm. we're not going to make it past that night. It feels like because there's, like, a fundamental assumption of monogamy. And, like, I'm like, fuck, how do I explain it's like if I, you know, I have to say, I have a girlfriend and a boyfriend, yeah. and this mm -hmm. is, it's like too much to even say. Yeah, it's, it's like exhausting. I just wish we could normalize it to the point where, like, I could just be like, I have a boyfriend and a girlfriend. And you could just be like, oh, okay. I. So for people to stop assuming monogamy is the default less, yes. basically. Yes. But like to have it so normalized that it's yeah, like, yeah. okay, some people go to the club, some mm -hmm. people, whatever. But like, just normal. I love that. I don't want to explain so much. I want to talk less. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Gabby. Are you ready to turn off the lights? Yay!